Hello and welcome to season four, episode 12 of Dualist Unity. I can't know myself and and neither can you because you are yourself finding out what you're capable of in each and every moment here and now. And I appreciate the process of that unfolding. I can't express enough how grateful I am to all the audience members, all the community members who go out of their way to share their insights, to share their challenges, to share their victories, and to share their growth with us by writing in, by leaving comments, by getting in touch with us in direct messages or by email. You really do inspire all of this growth. And I say that because today we're actually joined by Ben Stewart, the lead singer of Slowly Slowly, an Australian band with four albums and numerous award nominations. They wrote a song called God that was forwarded to me by one of our community members. And I haven't been able to stop playing it since then. And so we went out of our way to get in touch with Ben so that way he could join us here on the show. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to forego all announcements about our community because we really are excited for this conversation. I'd love to know a little bit more about you. Uh, specifically, this is your fourth album. So I imagine there's been quite a bit of growth for you and in terms of expression, in terms of realizing more of your potential as each album progressed. I, I would love to know a little bit about where you come from and how you ended up from chamomile to here. Hey, well, firstly, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Um, yeah, it has it has been a bit of a uh, journey, as I suppose all um, creatives will attest to. But um, back yeah, in the early days of Chamomile, I was just finding my feet as a songwriter. Um, I started off on drums uh, when I was, uh, I think I started when I was maybe like 14. And since then, uh, it, it was a bit of a jump getting onto guitar and singing like it. I I had a lot of um, stage anxiety. Uh, you know, there's there's that cliche of the drummer, like, what about my song, guys? You know, like, and so it's like it was kind of hard to make that jump. But um, I think uh, I'm I'm very lucky to be surrounded by some very talented and very supportive creatives in Slowly Slowly, and um, we were lucky enough to garner some attention early on with some songs and there's like been a really supportive um grassroots community here in melbourne and that kind of uh just really coaxed me into it um and and uh you know pun intended it has been quite slow the growth of the band and it's probably aided the longevity um and so our our career feels um like we've like we've earned each rung of the ladder, and I think uh, that's probably what hasn't been whisked away from us from any sort of overnight success. So, so yeah, it's it has been it has been a journey, um, but it, it feels quite natural and organic at the same time. We've, you know, we haven't had anything that's resulted in some crazy growth overnight, or nothing's gone viral. But we've just worked really hard um i've thrown myself like fully into all the songs and we've done a lot of touring and just grinding here in australia it's a it's a quite a big country uh in terms of being like spaced out with the city so it's it's not it's not like the u.s where you can play you know a, a city each night it most of the time you you spend you know, eight hours in transit towards the next city and it's um 
so yeah you kind of space things out over weekends and all the regional spots are you know you have to drive and but yeah it's it's been an absolute joy it's what i it's what i love doing it's awesome yeah I, I think you can certainly tell through your music your your music your lyrics everything that that it does come from you just you know expressing that and and i see that as i don't know i could kind of tell through that process that that you're growing with it and not necessarily holding on to an idea of what you think the band should be. I know you've said this in past interviews that you guys don't hold on so tightly to an idea of what you guys think, think you are. And you understand the pitfalls sometimes of bands having success with a certain album or a certain song, and then, then trying to, you know, remake that for, for the rest of their career. And, and through letting go of that, maybe your growth isn't as quick, but you have that, that sort of base and it allows you to just continue to, to have that organic growth and kind of roll with whatever, whatever comes to you. Um, and I'm sure we'll get a lot more into that, but I did want to go back to that, that shift that you made from being a drummer to being a singer. And, you know, cause we talk a lot about identity and letting go of what you think you are. I want to hear a little bit more about that process of letting go because that's a that's a big jump i can only imagine from being you know kind of very much in the background not even at the forefront of where you stand on stage to being the singer songwriter that you were how was that process of letting go of your idea of just being a drummer to making that jump to being a singer songwriter lead man in a pretty well-known band yeah it's it was pretty difficult i mean especially when uh, like the the style of songwriting, I guess the genre that we first stepped into was a very heart on sleeve kind of uh, people call it kind of like emo rock um, because it's you know you kind of are bearing yourself and it, everything feels quite autobiographical. Um, and I guess because of that, it, like it was even more. Uh, terrifying because you know a, a lot of the time those especially those early songs feel like you're kind of like reading your diary um and I'm not someone who I guess was very open socially with friends or and and so songwriting for me felt like this vestige of uh it just felt like somewhere that like a receptacle for all of the the bits of me that were a bit more vulnerable um and I think that stuff like sometimes finds its way out somewhere in your life. And uh, I was lucky enough that it resonated with some people. And then um, that started to be like a huge point of like validation and something I could ha hang my hat on. And so, um, yeah, I, I felt more like myself the more I moved into that vulnerability and uh, being afraid on stage and so there was this dual emotion of being like petrified and you know spending uh the hours before a show in a cold shower or sitting in my car when everybody else was drinking inside the pub um but then afterwards I would feel like more like myself than I ever had and I, I didn't you know I didn't need a beer or you know uh, anything to feel uh, like I was, you know how some people say, you know, I need a few drinks and then I'm like the best version of myself. I was, I've always been the best version of myself after a performance or um, after I write a song and it's been the most like natural drug that 
I've just just moved towards kind of uh yeah naturally I guess that's fantastic and it's very much the point of everything we talk about here on dualistic unity because what you're expressing is everything that you thought you were that whole battle against all of your doubts all of your fears everything that could possibly happen and you still walk right through it and get on stage and then all of it ceases to matter because you're actually in it now none of your thoughts are there you're actually alive and being yourself and you come out the other side of that going oh my god reality is not what i think i'm not what i think and so that really leads me to again why i want to talk about this song because well, first, I want to ask you a question, if you don't mind, uh, on the personal end. What is your background in terms of spirituality or religion? Were you raised religious by any means? Where does your concept of God come from in order for it to get to where it is now? I was raised Roman Catholic, just to get that clear. And I don't believe in God by any means. I went through pretty much every spiritual coat that you can wear. But I'm very curious as to where that came from. Because as you said, going through all those thoughts and feeling free... That's faith. And the more faith you have in yourself, the more things start to become clear. And I have to think that a part of your process and your growth is just how many times you've thrown yourself into the fire. It's, I've, I've never subscribed to a religion per se. I, it's, it's really hard as a songwriter um, or as a musician to, uh, I think, describe yourself as agnostic or a, a non-believer because we're constantly confronted with this, these lightning bolts down from wherever, you know, the ethos and you, the best songs always, you feel just like a vessel. Um, as I suppose a lot of the time it does in a creative field. Um, but so it's, it's really been something that like I've always grappled with because it's, it's, uh, maybe as an artist, you have like, more of a connection to the subconscious I think and that that maybe that part of you like is always just mesmerized it I, I don't know you're just like in awe of yourself sometimes and then it, it causes you to wonder um I grew up uh I'm Italian um so uh with a Catholic background um and that I guess that that's it's it's, it's a heavy religion on the guilt front. So I guess like early on pretty confronted with um, the ways in which like religion can feel restrictive of like one's natural instincts or like, you know, how those templates um, can, you know, religion is used more to suppress the bad parts of you, I guess. And, And so I think like I had like mixed feelings growing up with it. Um, and especially in Italian culture, it, it's kind of, it's kind of bled into it in a way where, you know, even if you're not religious, there's this sort of, there's a lot of shame culture like built into it. Um, and anyway, so that like, that's where I kind of the first foot with religion and then, um, during school, there was, um, you know, we'd, we'd sing hymns and there'd be chapel and things like that. I was always kind of disassociated from it, just being a rat bag in school. So, um, but then there's been like in the last few years a bit of a grappling with it 
in in more of a serious way because my my father who I've always known as being like uh well atheist like was like a like a quite a pronounced atheist like my whole life and just very matter of fact um had these moments and he he's completely changed into a religious person um and as you know as everyone has you know your your father's your hero you know always in some respects um whether you like it or not and he uh my dad's been like such a huge source of inspiration and a real anchor in my life he's very reliable and um and so it kind of forced me to shake things up when and and think about it he he'd had like a bunch of uh, really intense experiences, and that was coupled with my stepmom passing away, and uh, from from an awful like uh, brain cancer that was like extremely debilitating. And um, yeah, it just I don't know. I, for the first time ever, I had to look at it in a different light because I I really wanted to engage with it for the first time and kind of ask those big questions because it was kind of staring me in the face. And um, that's where the song God came from. I just wanted like a curious wondering, almost like a thought experiment through that. Um, And, but I, I didn't want to poke fun or uh, I didn't want to come across as I know there's a million artists that that take that that road where they're and I feel like it's a low road where you just sort of like beat at religion and um you know it's it's too easy you know like to just base yourself in like the sensory world and pretend that nothing else exists I think I just wanted to I just wanted to explore it and I'm not I don't consider myself like intelligent or um someone with who has a any who's shedding any light that hasn't been seen before um but it, it just part of my journey i felt like i needed to walk through that and i was lucky enough that i was able to sort of capture it set to song and um and it has it has helped in a way i think to communicate to myself you know my dad and um maybe yeah just uh my thoughts on things and i don't know that's where I kind of ended up. I love it. I'm going to pass this to Andrew in just a second, but I just wanted to reiterate that the intention behind the song, as well as everything that you've just communicated, is more important than I think any religion or any philosophy or any belief whatsoever, because the intention is to come to terms with what is. It's not necessarily to ascribe to a belief or to deny a belief, but to kind of go, yeah, but what are they pointing at? Like, what's the truth behind that belief that everybody's using all these words and getting distracted from? Because that is the big difference, right? Like you can believe in something or you can go, yeah, but what was that original person talking about? Because that seems really interesting. Like that seems where the truth of it might lie. And so when you start seeing people have those experiences, that that uh, intention to be just enthusiastically be curious is the best thing you can do for everyone. And obviously it caught my attention. So I just wanted to say, I'm very grateful for the path that you're on and I'll shut up and pass it to Andrew now. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the interesting part and, and a lot of people who you know are on one side or the other saying they're super religious or atheist, they, you know, when they're atheist, they 
almost downplay the ounces of truth that are in religion. They downplay where it's coming from, what it's pointing to, despite, you know, some of the distortion that comes with it. And so I think what this song really gets across is that it's not, it's not about the idea that religion's wrong, but if it, whether it is or it isn't, what's, what's it really come down to? And there's a, uh, there's a quote you you say uh, uh, it's like right here right now. Yeah, yeah, isn't it weird whether you believe or you don't? But either way, we should probably make the most of it because the core of it is right here right now. And I hope you notice it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't remember it because it sounds much better coming from you. But uh, <laughs> that that's really what it comes down to. And and there are aspects of religion that do point to it, but people get so caught up in the in the religious in the in the belief system in you know trying to find answers for things we don't necessarily have answers to 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 soothe our biggest fears and it's like despite all of that it does just come down to where you're at and i think there's there's a depth to that recognition that people aren't willing to explore because it is does get uncomfortable when we start digging deeper into what exactly does it mean to be right here, right now? Am I really what I think I am right here, right now? Or is, you know, is the story of me coming from all the experiences that I've had? But if I, if it really is just right here, right now, then it starts to, you start to wonder a little bit about what, what you may be. And when you let go of the religious side of things that allows you to define yourself as something separate from this right here, right now, it allows you to avoid the depth with that. And so, you know, we'll get more into, into the song, but I'm curious with, with that recognition, if, if there's been some depths to that, that you've explored within yourself about what, what your idea of Ben comes down to. And if, if there's been a shift in that since recognizing that this right here, right now is, the extent, you know, sitting in eternity through the eye of a needle, another part of the song that I fucking love because it's like we are sort of eternal looking through the eye of a needle as these, you know, limited incarnations. But, you know, the ideas, the stories that we tell ourselves kind of limit us from recognizing the, the vastness of that, despite feeling like we're just looking through the eye of a needle. Um, so, so I'm just curious, I guess, if, through that, the depth with which you've explored that and and how it relates to your idea of, of Ben Stewart. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, but COVID was a real, like it's been a challenge everywhere, but the we had like the some of the longest lockdowns in the world here in Melbourne. Um, and as I was speaking before about being a songwriter and a musician that really helping me find this sense of identity and of being like kind of freeing. It was like a, a new level of freeing to have that all stripped away. And so um, I think that juvenile confidence that came from, I'm going to be a rock star, like having that really ripped away and forcing you to look at your life uh, from the bare bones. I think that's another catalyst for the song like one of the most uh, things I'm grateful for in my life is the relationship I have with my wife and she's just such a 
a kind person I, who has almost a, like a, she's an old soul in, in that way, but she's provided me with such like a different perspective to my own with things. And um, it, I think through her support and love, like it, that, that, that to me is like the most important thing in my life. And that, that was, that was what I kind of was able to find like solace in during that time that it was like everything else was pulled away. And it made me just, you know, as it, as I felt so restricted sitting in my, you know, house for, you know, close to two years, it was like kind of freeing at the same time to be like, well, well who is Ben? Like, you know, what who is Ben if Ben doesn't sing songs and have people sing back and, you know, get his lyrics tattooed on people who, who is Ben, you know? And, um, yeah, so it was, it was a real process. I find it hard to put into words. Um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of like fumbling through it as I'm chatting to you, but um, it's, yeah, I think as you were saying, like those religious frameworks, they almost like you get caught up on semantics in things and almost like by trying to relay to someone else how they should live their life or like you've found the template, like you kind of, you miss the point because it's you, you may be ignoring because a lot of religions have like some great cornerstones of how to, you know, treat other humans and, and how to treat yourself. But in like relaying the semantics of the religion or trying to convert someone, you've like completely missed those cornerstones and you are. And I think that in that trying to convert other people or, um, trying to prove that you're you're living the best version of you know your life it's you get so caught up that you isolate yourself and i think i've found that through you know some close family members who really subscribe to religion it's like um the whole point is like being connected and being empathetic and not imposing on other people's lives um and uh yeah, I it, I read like a lot of biography, um, autobiographies, and 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 I'm from you know other musicians and stuff because I'm like quite obsessed with the creative process. Say from like you know anyone from Rick Rubin to Nick Cave to Leonard Cohen, um, and all of these writers grapple with the same thing because they were constantly confronted with feeling like a receptacle for, from something bigger. And I think you, you either, you either take the road of like it being almost like a God complex and you, you, you are God or you are completely humbled and you just like feel like a grain of sand. And, um, and a, a lot of the song God is, I guess that zooming out. And that for me is like, especially in a moment of like high stress, during maybe a lockdown or anything from that to like stage anxiety, sort of zooming out and just going, I'm a speck on this earth and, you know, it, <laughs> nothing means anything that like that, that's kind of freeing as opposed to sort of like flipping the script and being like, 
I am, you know, the son of God and, you know, I have to like convert other people and I am, you know, it's my mission in life to do this. And it's like, no, I'm actually nothing and I'm just going to leave this place as unscathed as it was before I arrived. So I might as well, you know, do the best I can with the time I have. Um, I hope that's kind of making sense. It's, it's a big topic to kind of grapple with. but Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I just want to reassure you that fumbling is what we do here because we tackle huge, huge insights. We really do try to question things that people don't normally want to question because it is so daunting, because there is so much uncertainty that goes with the act of questioning. So we don't expect it to come out polished. Don't even worry about that. But I love everything that you're saying. And I, I really want to just let you know that everything that we do here is very much about bridging that gap between the belief and the reality. I love what you said about you either have like a God complex or you're totally humble. And from my perspective, it's both and neither because yes, you're God. No, that doesn't mean what you think it means, right? It doesn't mean that you specifically, Ben, are God, but it means that you aren't Ben that you just have the perspective of being an individual in the whole, but that you're still the rest of the whole, very much like a cell in your body is still the whole body, but it perceives itself separately. And that's it to us. That's the only difference. And so when you communicate that it's about empathy, it's about love, it's about understanding people. It's not about forcing them. See, to me, that's God in action. That's actually unity unfolding. Love and empathy is unity unfolding in front of us it's where we're not getting in the way whereas religion the problem with religion and all other spiritual beliefs is that it reinforces identity it makes a me separate from you and now i can compare and i can compete and i can fear you because we have different beliefs right we must be separate and so i always find it so interesting that those who preach unity are often doing so from a place of being divisive yeah that's a really great way of putting it i love your song, man, I really do, because it really does come down to the one thing that's important right here and right now, because it's in our relationship with each other that we can actually change things. And that's where heaven is. Like when you in your song, when you address that there's no heaven or hell and that kind of sucks a lot. I laugh every time I hear that because that's the point. It's what we do with it here. But we spend so much time investing in divisive mindsets like I need to think about myself. I need to feel valuable. I need to compare. We've done nothing but create a living hell moment to moment to moment. So I see you and your insights and the path that you're on very much as a change in our collective mindset. It's exciting. And I'm glad you're here. Oh, thanks, Ray. Yeah, the like, um, uh, I'm just sort of like unpacking the process I went through for that song now. So I haven't had to think about it in such detail. But one of the main thought experiments that spurred the um, creation of the song was uh, the concept of like, if there is no heaven or hell and you've spent like your entire time here on earth planning for that and, and just the disappointment that you would have that you, if this was heaven, I think that that, that concept really stuck with me because, you know, through trying to convert other people or push your ideas on people, like, you get to the end of the road thinking that there was going to be this, you know, like um, eternity of, you know, in paradise and you've just cooked it, you know, you just went, Oh, okay. 
<laughs> and I think that that, like, no one can tell you that that's not the truth because it's like we're all just sort of, you know, we're all just like having a punt here. But I think that, like, that just made me, that, that at the crux of that was like my frustration with others uh, pushing their ideals was just like, yeah, you just, you, you're really wasting a lot of, a lot of time here. And I, and I just, yeah, I don't know. I see, I'm like, as I said, I'm lucky enough to have like the love from my wife and, and like a, the love from the other people in the band. And, and I just, without them, I just don't think I'd be like half of the person that I think I am. And, and that, having those relationships has only come from being being vulnerable and not putting up these walls or, you know, and none of it stems from like my intellectual ability or, you know, what I believe in or anything. They're just like, they just strangely accept me for who I am. And if you can find those people, I think they act as your, your, your almost like barometers for truth and, um, yeah, it's it's when people are isolated. It's when people don't have, um, it's when people don't have those good people, other people in their lives that they, I think, fall into the, the other side of the tracks. Where, as you were saying, that individualistic way of thinking, um, or thinking that, yeah, it, I think it's almost like uh, from a lack of being henpecked or something. You know, as is like. As, as brutal as that sounds, you kind of need, you need good people in your life to kind of, because it's, it's, it's within our nature to think that we're the center of the universe, you know, that that's, we're like cursed with that, to think that we're the main character of the movie and social media isn't helping, you know, and so you need those friends to drag you out of it, you need to find those people. Yeah, especially in the ones that are willing to remind you when you're getting a little too into your idea of yourself. Yeah. They're willing to say, hey, you're not all that hot shit. Calm down, <laughs> right? Come back <laughs> to earth, be with the rest yeah. of us. Yeah, those are good friends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that empathy, that connection is is really what we're all looking for all the time. And so often we get caught up in thinking that we have to be something in order to get you know that group of friends or those those people that we connect with deep down and so we're trying to be something and this is something we talk about fairly frequently and just the the pitfalls of trying to be something for other people and when you get caught up in trying to be an idea and holding on to an idea that you have to become so that more people like you it's like what kind of people are going to like you though is it are they going to like you or are they going to like the idea that you're curating creating trying to help you to better connect with people. And so really it's letting go of that idea, right? Letting go of, of that idea that people are going to like, and it comes back to just being yourself, which is just what you are when you're not trying to be anything at all. And then those connections just arise in your life so much, so much more easily. And it's through those connections, through that dropping of, of the idea, which are those barriers that we create, those walls that we create that we think are going to get us to connect with people and, and really it's dropping those and just allowing ourselves to be what we are like at the end of the day, like all the, all the good and bad aspects of it, accepting those and then finding out and, and just being that and allowing that connection to naturally occur as opposed to trying to force it. And I've certainly found that in my life that the more I've 
let go of trying to be anything, the more the better connections that I have with other people, the more empathy I feel for other people, the more the better ability I have to just build those relationships that I always wanted and was striving to get. But really, it came from letting go of, of trying to be anything at all. Absolutely. Uh, it almost comes with the territory as a musician and songwriter too. Like with music, people can smell a rap. So especially now, I guess the genre that we would align with of that people value honesty and they can just tell when you are almost subscribing to that caricature of yourself because you've had maybe a successful song or a record and then you are playing up to that idea. Like, so as much as, you know, as much as my field of work can like feed the ego in crazy amounts, like, you know, if you're standing in front of a giant crowd screaming back lyrics that you wrote, like it's, that's, that's a hard thing to uh, like to conceptualize that the little, you know, ditty that you wrote in your bedroom has been tattooed on someone or it's, you know, it, it's like, it's, it's hard not to maybe slip into some ill-found confidence there, but we're lucky enough that I think it's almost, um, how do I put it? Like, it's almost part of my job description to, com- to constantly humble myself because uh, if not, the work suffers. So I have to be consistently reminding myself that I am just, you know, I'm, uh, that I'm not Ben from Slowly Slowly, I am just Ben because otherwise I write, I find I write because I write every day. Like I, I really push myself with writing and it, yeah, the writing suffers. I, I know when I get back from a show and I'm filled with this like, you know, <laughs> confidence that sometimes I write things and I go, nah, this isn't, you know, it's not, there's no truth in this. Like you're just, you know, you're writing something for the stage or, you know, and so, and that, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the songs that I write have to consistently be sad or consistently be um, like vulnerable in that, in that traditional sense where like, you know, I'm, 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 you know, bowing my head and I'm, I, I feel weak and, you know, like it's not, it's not that sometimes the truth is that, I feel superficial and I want to dance and I want to hang out with my friends and I, and I want to be effeminate, you know, like that's, and so that truth, it's just listening to that voice. I mean, our, our latest record, the one Daisy chain that has God on it has some of our lightest, poppiest moments. Um, and that, that was listening, I think to the, the truth, in me for that because we were going through such a dark period over COVID that, you know, all I wanted was to be together with people and dance. And so had to kind of like, I guess, maybe gravitate towards that. Um, And whereas my gut was being like, no, this is not what you do. You know, you write sad, sprawling songs without choruses that people cry in their bedrooms to and you don't dance and you don't, not play guitar and sing, you know, you, you, 
you stand there with shaky hands and long hair and you know like that's what you do but it was like no that's that's not what I do now because I'm I'm craving this and so that was another like growth period again so anyway I'm constantly thinking about it like I and all through the lens of trying to make the work the best it can be that's like my life's goal it's that's the rock that I'm chipping away to a statue hopefully one day when I get pushed off earth I can feel that for sure. I, I got to say, I resonate with that on so many levels because dualistic unity, as you may have noticed, we don't prepare. We don't in any way get ready for these episodes. It really is just the act of, can I let go enough to let it flow? Can I get out of the way enough to just keep talking and not doubt myself or think about it or stumble over things because I'm worried about how it's going to be received? Is it me? Am I expressing myself? It's kind of the same way that Bruce Lee looked at martial arts, right? How you fight is an expression of who you are. Right. And so if you're going to be yourself, you better be fluid. You better know who you are. Right. As opposed to just memorizing someone else's style or memorizing somebody else's moves. Right. But I wanted to, to communicate something very quickly here, because what you're saying, and this ties back to what you were saying earlier about the best song is where you feel like you're a bit of a vessel. See, I always picture us as being different neurons within the same brain. See, so every insight that you have is an insight that's available to me or an insight that's available to Andrew or anybody who's listening. It's just whether or not you're revolving around a mentality that can access it. So you were saying like, well, I wouldn't have done this and I wouldn't sing and I wouldn't play this kind of song. Well, no, but Ben wouldn't. The idea of Ben wouldn't, but you're not the idea of Ben, right? And as soon as you let go of that tiny little box, all of a sudden you have access to all the other insights from every other version of you that could possibly exist. They're all in there all the time. It's just a matter of getting out of the way and allowing yourself to access it without judging yourself for doing so because it's unfamiliar or uncertain, right? There's that, that faith again. And so I always find it interesting how we are literally examples of God's changing mind, your changing mind, our changing mind. It's the same thing. It's just that we get so caught up in language, you, me, Andrew, like that actually makes us separate that we don't see it as the same thing. So if you don't mind, I want to explore something quickly. In the song, God, at first, you're talking to the idea of God. And I love that. I love the fact that you're talking to the idea of God. And he says straight up, no, that's not me. I'm just a corporate slogan that's used to justify other people's bullshit. I think that's great. And then towards the end of the song, you're saying, I don't have a prayer for you. I walk on two-way streets. Everybody talks to you, but no one hears you speak, right? You're coming in dreams. You're coming in visions. You're coming in waves of, of your own volition. That's all of us. We're all those visions and waves in our own volition. Like we are literally God in motion. And I love the fact that at the end of the song, you, you take responsibility as God. I don't need God to make up the decision to be a little bit more loving in my life, which is God changing its mind. It's quite literally making the moment into heaven. The whole song's incredibly symbolic. And I love the fact that in order for you to get to it, you had to get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I like what you were saying about the, creative process that's like exactly my mantra with it is you know you have to have your rod in the water or you you just do not catch any fish so it's, it, you know it's about showing up and I like what you know like Noel from Oasis says um you know I better get up and I better like try and write a song because if I don't fucking Paul McCartney or something's gonna get it so you know it's like <laughs> it's got a slight competitiveness about it, but you have to have your rod in the water. And um, 
yeah it's uh geez it, it's i don't know like it i i feel i feel really like lucky to be having like this chat with you guys and um at the same time as i wrote that song and um i would love to come across as like really introspective and intelligent and then i put that thing together um like that was again one of those songs that came to me in maybe 15 20 minutes and it just was like trying to keep up with the words trying to write them down as they came i mean i just had that guitar loop set and i just um so i can retrospectively pull it apart and tell you how i got there i think but it's one of those just beautiful heavenly things that I feel was just sort of packaged up to me a little bit. So in trying to like decode this, this message about what God and heaven is, I I'm in the same way, like dumbfounded, like trying to like pull it apart for you. I'm sorry, Ray and Andrew, but I'm like, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to, dude. Okay. Because the thing, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking loving this conversation, man. This is, this is awesome. This is everything I, I imagined this may be talking about this song because Ben didn't write it, really. Ben wasn't doing that. Ben was out of the way. God, God wrote that song. You, yeah. as God, wrote that song, yeah. and that's what's available. <laughs> when we aren't existing through the limited perception of ourself as ray was saying we're all neurons within the same brain that brain you know reality itself wrote that song and that's the core of what we are and it's that limited idea of ourself that that gets in the way so we have the perspective of you know with this idea you know taking division the perception of division as truth as our society does and that's kind of got us into this whole shit mess being you know separate from god looking up to god god is something separate from me and therefore i am something separate from all of reality but but we're not and so we we think there's only two perspectives that we can either be the the little grain of sand or god the almighty power what if that grain of sand is god what if that grain of sand because that grain of sand is is the beach right we, we have this perception that oh I'm, I'm just this grain of sand it's like no you're the you're the entire beach and so as you let go of the idea that you're just the grain of sand it's like all of a sudden you have this this capability this potential to tap into everything that's available all the time but it's it's through the letting go of the idea that allows those insights to arise and being that vessel and i know i've heard rick rubin talk about this before is is when you let go of what you think should be happening or what you think you should be writing or what you think you should be doing as, as me, as this idea, like that, that's when the best ideas arise. And you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Like didn't come from you. You're not the one saying those words when you're not thinking about yourself so much. And you know, it did, it came from you in the sense, not, not Ben or not Andrew or not Ray, but, but what's, what's deeper down behind that being, being God or whatever word you want to, you know, God's just a word, but whatever words you want to use reality, intelligence, existence, God, whatever it may be. And, and when we let go of the limited idea of what we think we are, we have the potential to tap into that more and more frequently. I'm just, 
constantly trying to get out of my own way. And I think that that journey started because I was like very disassociated from my emotions growing up. Um, and they always like manifested in like the physical ailments, I think. And I, um, like I, I wouldn't have considered myself like an emotional person at all. And then I was writing these songs and it felt like someone else was writing them almost like a glitch in the matrix. And I, it was like, and then I think it was probably around like 2018, 2019, I kind of, you know, fell into this like 1980s pop psychology self-discipline thing. Cause I was like, I want to be the best artist I can be. And that means sort of showing up and writing a lot and just, I really wanted to make music my sole source of income. And so I applied the same work ethic that, you know, my grandfather who was a concreter who had to, you know, retire at 43 from destroying his body. If he can get up at 4am and work a double concreting shift, then I can, I can get up and write my little song, you know? So it was like, I had this really harsh disciplined kind of view of myself. And then I think the lockdowns and having my identity stripped away forced, like maybe the, I view it as almost like a Venn diagram kind of like pushing in and the two circles becoming one. And then I, I think became a lot more vulnerable and a lot more kind to myself and and also in that getting out of my own way thing it was it was you know, it was less about yeah it was it was less about just trying to recreate things that I'd done in the past that were successful and get out of my own way and listen to just you know just yeah just listen to what I want to do and and not be judging Judging, I think, is the main word, and that maybe stems back to like a lot of the Catholicism and shame and stuff like that. It's a lot of judgment, like embedded in the Italian culture. Um, a lot of good things. I wouldn't trade the food for anything else, but there's, uh, yeah, it's definitely like a package deal. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, I grew up Roman Catholic, and and though I'm not Italian, I did grow up around traditionally French people, and they're very much steeped in the old world Roman Catholicism, morality, code, that kind of thing. And yeah, there is a lot of judgment, but that goes again back to ego, back to identity, right? Like that's always the kick in the ass when it comes to spirituality or, or any kind of insight is whether or not you are more valuable for having it. Because as soon as you're more valuable for having it, it's lost all of its efficacy. Whatever insight you had isn't actually bringing you closer to anybody else. It's just raising you up in this illusion of a, of a hierarchy. And that's often the case. That's why it always makes me laugh when you have priests who are like, oh, no, we're closer to God. It's like, Sorry? We're all one thing. Like, that doesn't even make any sense, right? But it, it's the case that religion isn't where we find God. Religion isn't where we find connection. It's not where we find insight or even where we find ourselves. We are not our idea of ourselves. And I always find it funny. I'm 43. I just wanted to mention that very quickly. I've been around for a long time. And the thing that consistently gets me is that things become easier when I stop thinking about myself. Absolutely. I, I, I try to, I've, I've been writing a lot lately around the concept of like we are born clean slates. Like, you know, and it's not, it's not really a, it's like not, it's not a dialogue on 
nature versus nurture. You know, like I think it, it's more of like I think I think through anything in life, like all of our vices, songwriting included, we're just trying to get back to that state, like that newborn state where like we're just where and anything from drug use to, you know, it's like any substance abuse. It's just, it's like trying to just, you just, you want to just like peel these layers of adulthood off you. And it's a const, constant struggle like it. And I don't think it's going to get easier and I don't, you know, and I'll move on to the next phase of my life and there'll be a new epiphany. But it's like, it's just this consistent grounding of oneself and like trying to um, get out of your own way. That's, that's like, the, that's all you can do really, I think. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. This is everything we talk about here. It's funny, we often talk about freedom very much being like being an exposed nerve. Yeah. That's what absolutely it is. you know, it's not easy. <laughs> I just free. had uh I just had shingles, so I know all about that nerve pain. <laughs> so that's that's really ringing true. The the state that you're talking about, that state when you're born, talking about the clean slate and whatnot, like that, as Ray said, that is one of the cores of kind of what we talk about because that I think that state you're pointing to is freedom. But what most people don't really get about that is that freedom and uncertainty go hand in hand. So we're trying to get to that state through certainty. Like I, I'm trying to become free by being certain and, and certainty doesn't actually exist. Like none of us know what's going to happen five seconds, five days, five years from now. But we like to think that we do. We like to create sort of certainties in our lives, and but they don't exist. So there's only ever false certainty. And so as we relax into that recognition that we can't be certain about anything moving forward and you can't be certain about yourself, you can't have a certain idea of yourself, especially if you're trying to be free because certainty and, and prisons go hand in hand, uncertainty and freedom goes hand in hand. But we're trying to get back to that blank slate through becoming more certain about things through building this sort of path to getting there. And it's super counterintuitive. Ray uses this example all the time. It's like a Chinese finger puzzle. Like you're trying to trying to get out of it, trying to get back to that state of freedom by being more certain about things. And it's just making it tighter. And so you have to relax into the recognition that you don't know. You can't define yourself. And therefore, you're always free through that, that recognition. That's a That's a really great way of putting it yeah it's um yeah so it's like it's it's a lot of it it's like we live we're living through like a quite a fearful time at the moment and a quite an uncertain time and so it's more prevalent than ever with and all of the the uh, in inverted commas fact sharing on the internet so it's you know people want to make up their minds on everything because we're given that voice on social media it's like you you have to be decisive about everything it's like your opinion is your currency in this world at the moment socially like if you don't have an opinion on something then you are not part of the tribe you almost need to like throw your hat in the ring and that currency just it's speaking to probably why we're more divided than ever like i think you know i'm the first person to put my hand up just like, i don't like not that i don't care but i just don't know like i just don't i cannot I don't want to throw my hat in the ring because I feel so underqualified, you know, and I don't, it's not a, I, I don't want it to come across as like a laziness thing, but it's, 
you know, I do spend most of the time with my head down and my ass up in the air, like just writing fucking songs, trying like on a mission of self-discovery. I, I really don't feel like I'm the one that people should be listening to when it comes to, you know, and I would disagree with you. And for just for just that, the fact that you're you're working more on yourself than you are trying to get other people to to agree with you, because that is the problem. You're right. It's our preferences that get in the way and our opinions that get in the way because they do one thing. They reinforce my idea of myself. If I don't have preferences, who am I? Right. Oh, I'm a flip flopper. I could go either way. It's like, no, that's called being reasonable and open minded. You know, it's not necessarily you know a, a negative thing for you to not hold on to an opinion till death, right? But to the ego, that's uncertainty. Again, how do you measure your value unless you are a certain idea? And that terrifies our culture because we have this idea that if we're not always measuring our value, we have no value. It's the weirdest thing, but it dominates everything we do in our life, every conversation we have, everything we do in politics, the economy, everything. It's all about this fiction that we can somehow become more, that progress is getting us somewhere other than here and now. It's the funniest thing to watch, but I would say, based on everything that you've said, Ben, people like you are exactly what we need more of. People who are willing to go, wow, that all seems like a lot of noise that's not going anywhere. I'm gonna reflect until I actually have an insight that makes me want to do something from a place where it's reasonable and makes sense to me, rather than everybody's just forcing me to do it. We need more of that. We need more people who are free thinkers. We need more people who are willing to piss off other people by just not living up to their expectations. One of like our, well, thank you. Firstly, that's like very kind of you to say that, but um, the one of our songs that like has resonated with people quite a bit off of one of our older records is called like jellyfish. And it's like, it's a love song. And um, on like first listen, you could maybe superficially write it off as this like nonsensical kind of uh, almost like a, a, a silly song, I guess, because the chorus is, you know, that's pretty weird. That's pretty, you know, have you ever seen a jellyfish? That, sh- that shit's crazy, you know, and it was like this little throwaway line, but it like there's things I see all the time in this life Um that if we'd never seen before and we were shown them on a movie screen, we would be just completely awed, you know, this concept of this like plasma swimming through the ocean that has no brain or skeleton that is a living being. And, you know, that's an alien. And yet we choose to be awed by things that, you know, things in movies and where it's like, we are surrounded by consistently just like things that, that pull you out of the matrix that like, if you choose to view it that way, you can either be like normalized to it or you can try and expose that nerve and, and just have that awe about the world. Like it is, it is like a a really awe inspiring place if you want it to be. Um, And like, I I talk about the the song in the second, in in the verse, I talk um, in the song, I talk about second verse. Sorry. I talk about, you know, the concept of maybe where, on like a reality TV show for aliens and they're all in a sports bar on Mars taking bets on who's going to have a mental breakdown next or who's going to be touching themselves in bed or, you know, and it's like little things like that. They sound so fucking silly and this concept of a jellyfish, but it's those, it's that everyday or inspiring curiosity. That's like, that's your ticket out. It's your ticket out and take yourself too seriously. 
Exactly. Because any of that's no more absurd than any other belief system, right? It's all, yeah, absolutely. It's all yeah. Up in the air, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was and, getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people, Oh, don't, don't worry about it. Like I, I make plenty of videos kind of, uh, making, poking fun at religion. And I think the destruction that it's done to, to our reality over the years, it, it could use a little bit of poking fun sometimes. Cause I'll bring up, yeah. like, yes, Spider-Man could be God also. Anything's possible. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay. Yeah. But like, what is it? What does it come down to? It comes down to here now. That's that's the extent of I don't believe in anything besides the fact that I'm here now. And there's depth to that that uh that goes a lot further than people initially maybe recognize. You know, what what am I? What is what does here mean? What is now exactly? Like are there limitations to that? Is it just conceptual division between, you know, where I am here at my at my desk versus here in the United States versus here on Earth? It's like there's no actual here it's all it's all relative but when it comes down to it like what do we have here now and and the the awe that you expressed there i think about that all the time it, it's something like i i i see that we're it's like we're existing in a zoo basically there's there's birds flying outside like that's that's wild that this situation right here <laughs> like we're talking to each other on fucking little screens and we can hear each other and we're saying words and we can all understand what we're saying and we're going back and forth like this situation right here is absurd but we, yeah. we downplay that we're like oh no it's it's a zoom call this is a microphone you know that's it's a jellyfish and it's the concepts the fuck us the concepts because as soon as it's that you know when we're kids we're we're looking around it's like butterflies are flying we're going like holy shit like a tree is like where is that coming from it's like oh it's just a tree it's just a butterfly like no there's so much so much more to that but it's like we get beaten into submission that things are are just the way they are oh it's just how it is go to work get a job you know make money die make a family whatever it's like we're told to do all these things that take away from that the awe awesomeness that is reality. And when we come back to that, you know, all of the belief systems, all of the concepts, they don't, they don't matter so much because we see the in, insanity of, of this reality. We see it as heaven it becomes heaven when we let go of the concepts and just saying that things are just the way they are. So well put. This has been a fantastic conversation. We are going to have to start wrapping up here shortly. But Ben, I want to say thank you for taking the time to come and chat with us. I know this may not be what you're used to in terms of interviews and whatnot, because we were focused, honestly, less about the music and the insight and the intention and the empathy that drove it, honestly. And so we really appreciate you coming here, stepping a little bit out of your comfort zone to have this conversation with us. I do want to reassure you once again that everything you've contributed in this episode has been insightful. And honestly, I know our audience is going to appreciate it. One thing I find really funny, and I know that you experience this in writing songs, but you're also going to experience it, I think, as you watch for it now, you're going to say things that are way more insightful than you think you are. And it's just because you're not thinking about yourself. There are so many times, especially here on the podcast, and I know what you were saying earlier, like people will throw back something you've said to you and you're like, wow, really? That's stuck? It happens all the time. There are times where I've said something and after the fact went, that was pretty good. <laughs> I don't feel like I came up with it by any means, but it was yeah. the process of everything I am that led to that point where all of a sudden that was able to come out. 
it wasn't like I deliberately thought about it and formed it in that second, but my entire life led up to that coming out. It's kind of like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard the story of the painter, this master painter who was hired to do a portrait for somebody. And I said, well, how long is this going to take? And they said, well, it's going to take maybe 12 hours to do the whole portrait. And I'm like, okay, perfect. And so they sit down, they do the portrait and they're there all day and finishes up. They go and they look at it and they're like, wow, that's amazing. That's beautiful. How much is it? And he says, $20,000. And the guy says, it took you half a day. He's like, no, it took me my whole life. It's very much the case with your music, right? It's everything you are that's coming out. It's not about how you're doing that day. It's everything you've ever become. It's just that we have this tendency of looking at ourselves as being a very small part of everything that we've ever been. And so I'm very excited for everything that's going to come out of slowly, slowly moving forward. I'm excited to have you back on the podcast at some point in the future because I know our community is going to continue to enjoy your music. I'm excited to introduce the song God to them. And so I'll pass it to Andrew, but I want to say again, thanks for being here. Thank you, Ray. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no, thank you, Ben. This has been a fucking incredible conversation. I really, I really enjoyed everything that you added to it, everything you had to say. I, I feel what you, uh, I knew that you, you had a lot in the end, I knew this conversation was going to be a lot of fun, just given everything you express in your music, especially, I mean, that song God hit home for, for me and Ray quite a bit. Cause it is a, is it, it's like a, almost like if, if dualist unity was put into a song and like into an anthem sort of like, that would be one of the closest ones I think we could probably come across. And I've listened to that, you know, probably, I don't know, 50 to a hundred times since someone mentioned it to us a few weeks ago. So it, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm excited for, for everything to, to come out of slowly, slowly. We'll definitely be, be keeping up with it. I'm going to do my best to, to come to a show at some point. And uh, yeah, but this has been incredible, man. And I'm excited for everything that you'll add to this reality throughout your life. Thank you so much, Andrew. Yeah. I, I really, really appreciate the chat. It's so nice to, to stop and take stock of things and, and talk in this way because there is a lot of industry chit chat that you get kind of like caught up in as a musician and um, you can spend so much time talking about your processes that you kind of lose sight of the the initial spark and so it's really nice to connect with it again and yeah so thanks for the opportunity gladly absolutely and to our listener i just want to mention that in 2024 we're going to be holding a retreat in australia so with any luck we might actually oh. get to see ben in person which would be fantastic <laughs> um thanks so much for joining us everybody we will see you next time bye everyone see ya <laughs>